this again. Wait, what are we doing? Yo, you know. No. Podcast. Wait a minute. You hear that? Podcast. What is it? I don't know. It's Right, Rotten Mornings Podcast is coming back at you for Season 11. The same old blah blah bullshit you've always expected from us. Remember, Rotten Mornings Podcast? (laughs) Season 11. I forgot that part. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Rotten Mornings. I, as I always am, your intrepid host, uh, co-host existence, uh, Matt. Hi, I'm Matt. And the cat says, top of the morning to you, Matt. Top of the morning. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I am Grim. You want to get in on this, BB? Come on, BB. <laughs> Bebe said no. <laughs> I am Carrie. And there goes baby. And there goes <laughs> so yeah, welcome to this episode of the Rotten Mornings Podcast. Uh wanna give you guys a headphone warning. A headphone warning, guys. Yeah, nice. uh, about Watch uh, your heads and watch your, your headphones. Um so yeah, we are uh fresh off of working our ass off and rushed home and to put together this, this podcast. podcast. <laughs> so get ready for this fucking whopper. You know what's funny is that every week at this time, we reflect back and say, man, we waited last minute to do this. And then the week after that, we, we did didn't, the same no, fucking thing. This every week, time. we didn't have a choice. We really tried, but it was packed full of so much stuff. We really didn't have a what choice. What did we do on Friday? Stuff we didn't have a choice in. <laughs> There's always a choice! There was no Damn choice. you! There's there was always no choice. a choice! I don't even remember what I did yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I've been rushed. I didn't get much sun time this week. F- yeah, yeah, clearly I didn't get any either, even though my fucking skin is tan Look at my skin has not changed in two years. Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm still so just yeah, tan. that's it, guys. Uh, I as locked we... my keys in my car. She did, and I had to unlock them. That was today. Yes. Super Shout fun. Out Maticus. It was Super depressing. Fun. It was scary. Yes. But, but I prevailed. He did it. Matt can break into anything. Not a car or a thing I haven't found that I can't break into. Yay. Um. But okay. So we are going to give you guys a little recap. Oh, and in another the shout world. out to Matt. He fixed my door. Didn't know what was wrong with my door. You fixed it. I thought we already talked about that. We that did was a not. while back. We no. didn't? Yeah, we no. did. We, we did? Mm-hmm. I'm still happy about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I totally fixed that door. I'm super happy about it, too. And I appreciate the fuck out of you saying that. Because I feel like that was the, one of the biggest accomplishments of my entire life. What? Fixing was, my door? Because I know nothing about car doors or any kind of shit like then that. Then how? You changed the oil. You biddled. That's different. That's not the same thing. Oh. I've never done anything to a car door. Not the window, The any of that fucking shit. And I fixed it. So, Yay. bully on me. Never ever think that learning a little bit of special effects makeup can't help you in other areas because I use it's my polymorphic plastic. Door full of makeup? Yeah, it's it's got polymorphic <laughs> plastic holding it together now. Okay, well it works. It works. <laughs> <laughs> it was something that happened recently too. I was doing I tried so hard to 
my steering wheel cover. I tried for like fucking an hour to get that fucking thing on there and I was so mad. Matt goes out there. It takes him like two seconds and it's on there. That pissed me off though. Okay. Okay. First thing we're going to talk about is... Okay. So guys, we've got... Uh, since we're right here, this is the beginning of everybody doing their casting calls. Um, today, of course, we will talk back about it again, but we were at East Aboga for their casting call. Uh, Nightmare at 3008 are actually having their casting call on May 21st, and that's an open interview to all new actors. So that's out there in Fultondale. They're doing it from 2 to 5 o'clock on May 21st. Just go out to Nightmare at 3008. You can find it under Mad Pies or Nightmare at 3008. Uh, go out there and act, man. Those cats are... One of the most metal fucking haunts in the state. Like, bar none. You want to go and work for a metal fucking haunt? Nightmare 3008, dude. It is an awesome, awesome fucking place. Yes. Love them. And shout out to the greatest Mad Pies in the world. Mad Pies. You know what? That brings me to another great thing that I wanted to say. Now, we know a lot of great people in the haunt world. Uh, watching the Haynes go everywhere we do, watching Mike like now throwing in, yes. watching Tim and where he takes us and, and, and watching all these different people. I, I want to start shouting out a couple of people that do some shit that I could not have done and they pull off for this haunt community. And today that shout out is for fucking Hammer. When yes. we did the fucking Creatures Art Festival... At the exact same time, the Haunted Chicken House was having an actor's meet and greet. And if Hammer didn't show up on two completely different sides of the world yes. to support both of those fucking haunts. Yes, he did. Dude, if it, I know he might not listen to our podcast or whatever, but you motherfuckers go and whatever... Just go say thank you to fucking him for being a badass. Dude. Hammer, you are a badass. I saw his pictures at both of those events, and I was like, how in the hell did Flash Gordon get his fucking <laughs> ass halfway across the fucking world? Hammer. Round of applause to Hammer. So that's all I got. Yes, salute to you. I sh listen, and note, not to demean anybody else that we work with, it was just like that... From last week, that like really like I was like, damn, he's putting in the legwork. I love to fucking see yes, it. Yes, the support that he is showing. Yes. Okay. And he also kicked my ass at the art festival. That's a completely different story <laughs> for a completely different time. <laughs> Ask about it later. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so uh, then we had some technical difficulties. Yes, we had lots of technical difficulties. <laughs> it was so much fun. <laughs> Carrie had a nervous breakdown over brownies. Yeah. yeah, but before that, uh, I was trying to get OBS to work, and we went live, and it didn't take, and then we went live again, and it didn't take. And he was trying for fucking and ever. And I fucking started losing my shit. It was scary. So what happened? I got fucking pissed at him. So like, how dare you get mad? I'm mad at you now! <laughs> Can you blame me for having a mental breakdown? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Carrie. Poor Carrie. <laughs> Carrie's just over there like a cat in Under the fucking middle of their owner like she, fighting and is just ducked in the corner like backing up slowly. She like, literally oh. got under the table and was like, uh, okay now? Can I come out? <laughs> I just had to observe from afar. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. 
Uh, and so, uh, yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> but we ended up having a live that went super well. It did, and we had uh, guests uh, come on that were all in the episode. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it was a fucking blast. I cannot thank Mimi, Adam. Um, the Haynes, Christy, and uh, Kylie were on there. Yes. And uh, uh, Mr. Marlin. Yes. And uh, we got punks. to see we got to see Monica for a second And we too. got to talk to Monica. Yeah, and that was great. She was helpful as hell. Thank Tutu you, Monica. And Constance, yes. and we tried to get Nikki on there. It didn't quite work no, out. No. Uh, and then, it and then I was already madness. just like mad again. <laughs> Uh, but again, uh, everybody that came on there, uh, uh, and just, you know, helped us get through that struggle of a fucking night. Uh, the episode uploaded at two o'clock in the morning. So if you guys want, you can see it right now. It's on our YouTube. It's on our Facebook. Mm -hmm. It is not on Instagram because Instagram is blocking all long video posts no, no matter what they are. So it's like almost an hour long. There's no way they would post it. Uh, so still yeah, take pieces, put it on Instagram. Yeah, but... we'll probably cut it up and start releasing some of the skits like in different areas once it's yes. kind of sat out there for a yes. while. So go and check out the new episode that Matt got to post. It is called the yes. Retconning. So I'm glad it actually got to post though. Yes, as am I. <laughs> it posted like while we were asleep. <laughs> yeah, I woke up and I was like, oh, the episode's up. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was like, oh, please, God, please. But of course, like you said, we've seen it like so many times, especially you, you're editing it. So you've seen every piece of it. I've seen every it. piece of it a million times. The only joy out of, I get out of watching the episode is watching other people watch the episode. Yes. That is the only joy I get out of the episodes. When I'm done with them, I do not want to watch them again. <laughs> well, later on, once he looks back and reflects on it, it's like, oh, yeah, we did that. Yeah, there's, I there's immediately some, but... forget everything, so then, then I can go back to it and go like, God damn it, we, we used to be funny. <laughs> what happened to okay, us? Okay, okay, move on. Uh, so, yeah, another uh, casting call that is going to be happening uh, is that the Spook Trail will be doing their the casting Spook call. Yeah. Uh, that, well, I don't know. It's not a casting yes. call exactly. Uh, the post is we are looking for uh, people who like to scare folks and that wouldn't mind making a buck doing so. So do you live near <laughs> Highway oh. 269? <laughs> and that's like, that is 100% Spooky's like. Yeah. Oh, I love him That's to death. fun as hell. Uh, I mean, so, it sort of is a casting call, though, isn't it? it it's not. It's it, He's got his number on here, so uh -huh. you could call him and reach out to him. Okay. And I don't, I'm not comfortable with putting anybody's number on a podcast. Yes, yeah, so you'll have to so just look. So if you go online to the Spook Trail Haunted Maze on Facebook, or you can find the post that we shared to Rotten Reviews, uh, if you're in the uh, Quinton, Alabama area and you're looking for a haunt to go work at, go uh, out to Spook Trail. It is one of the fucking scariest haunted houses <laughs> that it is. in the state. And I, I will consistently stand by that. It's very spooky. It's very spooky. Yes. Um, so, uh, we got one more uh, <laughs> that... Malice, also. Malice Haunt. Oh, we said we weren't going to say that one because that was today. Guys, yesterday... You could have gone and got a, a casting call at Malice on an attraction, which is the I mean, man still, that they're fucking badass. But definitely check out Malice, dude. Malice is like, 
I was blown away by Malice's. The first year we went out there, they are the fucking nicest people. All of them are amazing. I know that... Uh, we uh, love you, Malice. We love the yes. shit out of you guys. You guys put on a fucking hell of a show. Badass. All but of you. it's kind of irrelevant to mention it now because, like yes, I said, but, it I mean, has at least passed. We did but the haunt, so. check them out, anyways. Yes. Um, now we're all the way up to the weekend and uh, yesterday. So yesterday, uh, me and Grim went and checked out the McWayan Center. Yes, we and did. Because Matt had never been. I've never been. Uh, so I've, I, of course, I have a kid, and there's lots of field trips I take them on, so I've got to go to the McGuane Center a few times. It used to be a little bit better than it is now, but most of the things are worn out. Of course, there's kids in and out of there daily, so of course things are going to be worn out. But I hate when things are broken down or when people leave them unattended, such as on the boat, uh, the little boat thing they have set up on the first floor. They had the windows open. Because uh, it's run through Windows program, so the oh yeah, well, you wanted to, to control the boat. And yeah, the so there was pop-ups was up. yeah. on the screen mm-hmm. that somebody was, you know, not watching and making sure it wasn't yeah. on, so nobody could actually play or uh, have anything to do with that piece of attraction. I I enjoyed everything that was a uh, visually stunning. I enjoyed everything that was like available. I uh, I personally like I'm not big like I am big on learning, but I'm more of an audio learner. And we really didn't spend a lot of time just, like, doing the actual Mm -hmm. thinking about things. We were kind of just there to visually move through and fiddle with stuff. And it it, for me, it was a great experience. I've never been there before. Uh, The only real, and, and like, I'm very, you know, specific with my gripes of, one of my gripes was is that when we first got there, Grim wanted popcorn. And we went over to a little area where they were serving popcorn. And the people, like, off the bat, I didn't feel very welcomed by the staff. They were just kind of chilling. Those were the only people in there that acted like this. Everybody else was doing a a, a pretty good job at what they were doing. Um, but she said I wanted a popcorn. They were like, oh, so you want a large and charge me nine bucks for it, which, not a problem. Don't care. Um but then we went to go in the museum, and it was like no food or drinks. And I was There's like, "There's nothing for you to do." It seemed like while you there was were a movie theater, it was literally just like you could get popcorn and go to the theater. But there was no kind of like denotion that you couldn't take the popcorn into the mm-hmm. museum until we had already bought it. So yeah. we had to go outside and eat popcorn, yeah. which was also fun because we got to feed the birds. I did feed and the birds. The, a homeless man came up and asked us for money and was really pushy about it, and we gave him the rest of the popcorn and. He abandoned. He abandoned the popcorn. Yeah. Like I thought you needed stuff. Yeah. No, I hate uh, that. And like she said, there was a few things that were shut down. But again, I, I like if we would have dug in. I remember that we went into one area with these beautiful masks and these displays of old school Barker medicines. And there was a young lady that was in there giving a class. And she was doing her shit. Like, yes. they were, there was another guy downstairs with the aquatic thing that was doing the people a presentation. there know their shit. The lady that was in the area where they had the sharks and the stingrays, they were super knowledgeable. They were great people. Went in the museum. And even the, the desk clerk was super nice to us. He was so involving. And it was just all, all over. I think it was a great trip. I would recommend anybody going to the McWayne Center. But remember, there are going to be certain things that... Yes, I love the it, aquarium it takes the most. Thing. And yeah. the dino area. Yeah, I, I love the, the dino the area. My dinosaurs are like my favorite thing in the world. So. It was great. Yeah. So, anyway, moving on. 
you know. So moving on. Moving on. Um, the rest of the day, we went out to uh, uh, Combat Park. And, oh, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, before that, oh. shout out to, we did visit Magic City Conjure. We did. We went to uh, Magic City Conjure again. Yes. And Love going to that We didn't stay shop. too long because I had to poop. But, yeah, I had to poop. So, anyway, <laughs> but any chance shout we Shout out to Mambo Baptiste. Any chance we're near Conjure, Conjure, we go into Conjure just to check out. Yes. And, all and of us. fill out the vibe. It, it's such a good vibe of a store. It is. Um, but uh, then we went out to uh, uh, Combat Park, and mm -hmm. Mike and Haynes had invited us out to have a little food and just kind of hang out. And, and the food uh, was delicious. And Mimi and Yancey were out yes. there, and Yancey fucking he, kicked the shit out of everything. He did. He fucking uh, threw down in the kitchen. And not to mention the fact that Mimi took See, Mike out to Sam's, and she fucking busted a move on the food area. <laughs> like, yes. she's all over that shit. Like... Uh, Mike, uh, Mimi, Yancey, you guys, seriously, thank you for everything. Thank you mostly to Mike for providing us with the opportunity and setting it up, even though he was late as fuck. Nevertheless, <laughs> uh, it was great. And to Mimi and Yancey for all the work they put in for, you know, just a few people getting together and having a little cookout, man. Like, I, I, the amount of effort that was put into that blows my mind. I, like, yeah, it was we great. were in the presence of awesome people, had great conversation great and food. amazing food. Mm -hmm. It was so good. There was even a dog there. At some oh, there's a doggo that you played with. I you, did. I, I played with him. You mostly played with the dog. I mostly played with the dog. <laughs> if there's going to be a doggo there, we're fighting. Yeah. Like, I'm going to try to rowl it up enough that we can, like, literally man to man fight. <laughs> You're so this stupid. dog was way too, like, playful. He wouldn't fight was a with sweet me. Dog. He was a sweetheart. Um, Jasper, and I then so. today we got to uh, spend the first day doing work for East Boga Manor, which, Yay. you know, they have been closed for quite some time. Uh, during COVID and such, but they are back open and they are going at it furiously. And wow, the rooms yes. we saw and the stuff we saw and Beautiful. what mm -hmm. uh, Jeff and Tater were telling us that they've got planned. You guys, that's going to be a fucking hell of a place. That's yes. going to be a hell of a haunt, dude. It is. Uh, it was very much a great honor to meet everyone out there and talk with everyone and film everyone. Yes, like, that holy is such a good job. Everyone was phenomenal. And, like, the connection every one of them had. Yep. Like, you can tell and that there is was a family even, and that such positive eyes. Even with the people that were literally walking in to come and act there for the first time, they immediately, like, were in the folds of the people. It and was they're great. so welcoming. They're so welcoming. I, I uh, love they walked them. everybody through the haunt. They were telling everybody, you know, they got this and that, and it was yeah. it was just the whole experience was fucking awesome, oh. you guys. And I no, cannot and wait to see what you bring to the table this year. Um, we will probably post a video up because Jeff was like, "Hey, I got a bucket truck, and you could get like a, a high shot of the roof." down and I was like okay yeah fucking let's do it so they got me up in this fucking bucket and yeah, started Carrie fucking showed with me, me the so film she got hard, on it. dude it and <laughs> the whole time I am looking <laughs> around like where is Grim because the minute Grim walks out here she is gonna flip her fucking yeah, shit well, <laughs> I <laughs> I guess fortunately he was very fucking busy doing everything that I was supposed to do. Well, yes. Matt fucking off. Yeah, me fucking off in a bucket, 25 uh, feet in the air, just and, fucking off. Yeah, well, I am like fucking dehydrating myself. <laughs> no, I got fucking dizzy and everything was getting black. And, like, you're and over I'm there fucking jamming off. in a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, not gonna but, happen again. I'm not gonna overexert myself while you're just like you know. How would you know? Yeah, yeah. Like I was over there just slinging networking, and you and Carrie are fucking Dukes of Hazard around the city of chaos parking lot. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey <laughs> fucked up everything for us. So East yeah, Boga, dude. Seriously, fun. y'all go check out East Boga. Keep an eye on them. I see great things coming down the road. They are going to have I'm a so fuck. Excited. If they get to hit all the notes that I heard, fucking hell, y'all are in for so a crazy good. ride. All right, let me just say today, while Carrie and I are going crazy in the parking lot, <laughs> driving around, Carrie's hanging out my sidecar, the side of my car, and uh, we're forcing Ecto to get in and we're riding around. He's freaking the fuck out. He really is. We actually, you don't know this, but I'm going to say it now. We drove down the highway. And went to a gas station, and then came back and drove everywhere else, and then came back, and you still weren't there, so we did it again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I checked the gas gauge, and I was like, they've been driving a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, towards the end, Matt really wanted to get in the car, and I wouldn't let him in the car. So what does he do while I'm driving? He fucking runs, he jumps on my car. No, that's not what I did. Yes, you what take off your shirt and you fucking go insane and you come running at the car and jump on my car and climb up and then through the open window and like force it into park. <laughs> <laughs> so, what the fuck, you alien bastard? It was hilarious. It was really fucking hot. <laughs> God damn it. That whole scenario was just so fucking. I'm super glad when we first got out there, y'all were in like a piss fucking angry mood (laughs) and y'all turned around and started having fun and I love no matter what I on the scene say, like I love to see you guys having fun and everybody feeds off of that shit. When we like, directly disobey you. Yes, I, I, I don't give a shit about that. That's fine. I like <laughs> you know good and goddamn I mean, well I don't We just went to get her phone and you yeah. know, went and got margaritas and drove around <laughs> while drinking. Wait, no, Matt, you're not supposed no. to say that. Drew wasn't did, drinking. No, she was driving. I was drinking. Uh, yeah, I did not drink. I did not. So yeah, guys, but we didn't do anything wrong. One. Uh, and don't we don't encourage uh, killing or driving under the influence. Yeah, we were yeah. riding everywhere, making yeah. dust. There was literally oh, and Ecto jumped on the back at some point and was holding on while we're and his feet around. were dragging in the dirt. <laughs> and then he falls off. <laughs> like nothing happened. <laughs> we're like, hey, get the fuck back in here. <laughs> get this goddamn car. We forced him back in the car again. <laughs> yep, it was a wild day. <laughs> but uh and uh we ended our weekend at uh out at City of Chaos and guys yes. We, I, seeing the way that they've changed and the shit that they've brought, that place looks... Holy shit. There is a, you will not recognize this fucking place. You will not recognize it. So I promise you. check out City of Chaos! It's amazing. Keep, a, keep an eye on them, dude. And, dude, City of Chaos and East Boga Manor is going to become one of those combo tickets where you can hit City of Chaos and East Boga Manor the same fucking night. Even if they have a line, you can still hit both of those haunts on the fucking same night. Night. So yeah. Nice. So is there anything else uh, we got? Oh right, uh, what we're doing this coming weekend? Yes. Um, this coming weekend, uh, we found out that Nightmares Gate will be open for halfway to Halloween. 
So we will be going on Friday to Nightmare Skate. That'll be all three of us. I'm sure we'll have a, a couple other tag-alongs. Mm-hmm. We tend to. It's awesome. Uh, anybody that and wants to come, let wait. us know. Yes, yes, yes. Um, on Saturday, uh, me and Grim will be going to the Renaissance Fair up in Tennessee. Yes. Uh, for their uh, fantasy weekend. Fantasy and creatures. So there's going to be giants. There's going to be dragons. There's going to be all kinds of shit. Yep. Excited and for that. Uh, then on Sunday, I love uh, we're going to go and we haven't asked him or told him yet, but we're going to go see Tim. We're we going to we see We haven't Tim. seen Tim in a oh, while. Shout so out go. to Tim for shout being out. the best father figure I've ever had. Yeah. Yes. Matt, too. Yes. Shout out to Tim for, uh, for being uh, our true north. You are our true north. So what does that say about Rotten? Not much. And a but great never, father it does it, for it makes it too. no well. less no less truthful that you are the true north of Rotten, and that's Thank a sad you, fucking Dad. thing. But uh, big shout out to Hellbilly Hollow guys. Can't yes. wait to see what wait to see what we have in store out there for you guys. Oh my god. <laughs> But uh, so yeah. many changes. So many changes every year. Changes turn and face the day. Shut day up, Matt. You just go over there to steal his candy. <laughs> yeah, I do. I want some of that candy and cheese. <laughs> well, Dad, I love you. I'm not trying to steal your candy. But we do appreciate cheese. Yeah, we we all love you, but we also will steal your game. And I love the marshmallows you give me. So yeah, as uh, a little sample of our rotten week, uh, let us get forthwith to the rest of the podcast because I'm sure you guys don't give a shit about what we do. Yeah, uh, I, we're we tired. literally just record this so when we get older we can listen back and go remember when we used to do all of these. We're going to still be doing things. We're just going to be like, oh, fuck it. We're not going to be like that. Never do that again. (laughs) Oh, my God. If you guys saw what he did, you would understand. (laughs) All right, guys. So we will leave you to the rest of the podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoy everything. It is a wild ride, I'm sure, even though. (laughs) We haven't even got there yet. Yay. Hey, stop making that fucking face. <laughs> I will fucking can kick this your be brains over? out. Yes, this can be over. So, guys, <laughs> welcome to the rest of the episode. And Matt, st- go fuck yourself. Stay rotten. <laughs> stay rotten. <laughs> stay rotten. And go fuck you yourself. You schmucks. <laughs> Have you ever wished to hear your horoscope and the Rotten Mornings podcast at the same time? Now you can. Welcome to Carrie's Astrobites. Ah! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Carrie's Astrobites for the week of my eye. It's 2023. Yeah. You guys thought I wasn't going to do it, but I gotcha. Yep. I sure did. So you know what that means? Gotcha. You've been got. got. <laughs> this is now Gotcha Part 3. If you That's don't know what, what I'm is. talking about, <laughs> this is Carrie's Astrobite. <laughs> Hope everybody's having a wonderful day today. It's going to be a great week. I can't even murder myself. What makes you think you can? <laughs> God damn it. But yeah, guys, hope you're having a great week. 
Pluto's still in retrograde. Mercury's still in retrograde. There's no big planet updates this week. So, let's get into your horoscopes. <laughs> what is so funny? <laughs> Fucking, I'm gonna die. <laughs> what is so funny? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm gonna go kill myself again. Go ahead. This is gonna be the fourth time. <laughs> no, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> just said you couldn't. I quit. Okay, go. God damn. No, I quit. Are you guys ready for your horoscopes? This is nope, scary. I quit. Hey, Aquarius, you're a little hottie. <laughs> Aquarius, no. <laughs> because you're an Aquarius. Fuck you. No, she's not. She's a Pisces. What the fuck, man? <laughs> no. You're so goddamn dumb. Did you know you were an Aquarius? What's an Aquarians? Oh, <laughs> Is that like a... Matt! <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. God damn it. Do, <laughs> the, do the Aquarius. I want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to so, film this. Carrie's <laughs> You normally start out so positive and everybody... He said, fuck everybody. You're... you're Beautiful Iliad of how their life is gonna be better. Come no. on, turn this around, Carrie. <laughs> turn around. No. I don't want to be here Carrie. anymore. Drive away. <laughs> well, Carrie, what should you have done when you were moving in? I should have turned around. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did not read the goddamn script. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Anyways, guys, let's get into your uh, horoscopes <laughs> for real this time. For real. Aries, this week you may have to bear with the erratic behavior of your seniors, but romantic matters and affairs of the heart will prove to be exciting. Opt for meditation and yoga for spiritual wellness as well as physical fitness. Taurus, efforts put in during this week could bring excellent results. As your past investments reap benefits, fresh investments are recommended for you this week. Gemini's. It's a good week for you. Expect good news and unexpected gains later in the week. Your ability to stand out in the crowd will bring you immense popularity and recognition. Kansas! This shall be ups and downs in your financial position this week, so be cautious about your transactions. Most importantly, you need to focus on taking time for your health this week. You heard that? Take care of your health. I'll take care of your health, guys. Your health for yourself. Your health, your self-health stuff. Leo's. Your schedule will be hell. I just said hell. Your I'm sorry, Leo's. <laughs> sorry, guys. Leo's, your schedule is going to be hectic on weekdays, and office work may keep you busy, but the weekend will be relaxing. Take out time and visit a friend you have not met for long to relax your mind. Virgos. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Did you just read hectic and then you... Un uh, up censored it to say hell. Yeah, <laughs> you saw heck and you're like, "Fuck that! This is hell now." <laughs> yeah, I said, hell, I said hell, and that's when I went back and I was like, "No, guys, I'm sorry." <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. My bad. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Virgos, 
you may come across some wrong people this week. So be prepared to choose wisely and choose the right people for yourself. While you will be happy and carefree most of the time, don't forget to care for your mental health. <laughs> Libras, do not be stubborn in business deals as it may lead to loss this week. Also, do not start any arguments unless you are prepared to accept irrevocable results. Be patient with others and watch your tongue this week. <laughs> I'm trying to whisper. They can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> they can hear you. <laughs> Scorpios. This week could lead to creative changes made with respect to your residence. Your property-related disputes will finally be sorted, and you will be on the gaining end in that deal. However... No! She wrote her own script, and that's what it says. Yeah, fuck you. Do not trust strangers, for you might face financial loss. My voice sounds like this because I told you guys I want to fucking leave. Uh. God damn it, you're doing a great job, Carrie. God. The audience loves it. You guys, comment, yeah, yeah, tell her you love it. Comment on the podcast. I'm gonna cry. Give us a heart the podcast again. And, and you start fucking crying. I'm gonna tear everything up. I don't care if you tear everything up. If I cry, then I'm gonna fucking cry. You can tear it all down. Burn it all down. What the hell, Carrie? You are, you've just been an emotional wreck. You read your script and just stop. No, I will go and build a treehouse, and then I will make sure that nobody knows where that treehouse is, so you can't burn that house down. How are you going to I love it? how, like, while you're saying this... Your face made the what the hell is she talking about face <laughs> while you're literally saying I don't think you are this. agreeing with yourself right now. <laughs> Your face was like, what the fuck is she talking about? I do oh, agree with I myself. Conflict going on right now. No, I know what's happening. I'm going to go build a cabin and I'm going to go away. Oh, don't you say no. that. We need her, Gary. Don't you dare. No, fuck you guys. Go hug her, Grim. Don't her, fucking touch me. I don't want to hug. Give I don't human. like hugs. Give her some sort of... Uh, no! <laughs> Headphone warning. Don't fucking touch me. <laughs> no, we'll put that at the beginning. We'll put that out there I like what you, is I, happening i wish you guys could hear the frog go <laughs> off because that was perfect time and we all went quiet and then the frog's like Meh. That was a frog. Oh. that carrie made friends with yeah oh yeah it was a nice frog it peed all over ecto it did like three or four times yeah oh yeah i forgot i'm doing horoscopes yep all right guys <laughs> <laughs> this is going great this it week is, it is sagittarius you are at your best. If you do not discuss your personal life with others, you will be able to strengthen your career by your own hard work and decisions taken intelligently will lead to success at work. That's beautiful. Thanks. Real Southern Belle. Capricorns. This week looks quite favorable for you if you act intelligently. Use your ability to stay alert and open to what is going on around you. You will be fully devoted to your profession during the week, and you will find that partnerships and business arrangements are now working well. 
Aquarius, check your financial planning this week to make sure you're on track. Those employed will get an opportunity to elevate their professional career further. Showing the softer side of your personality will bring someone closer to your heart. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the last one is Pisces. Your financial status seems to be getting better with new opportunities and ventures, and your charisma will bring you popularity. Your inherent talents will come into the limelight. Good news from a friend or a close relative will boost your spirits and bring cheerful moments this week. Okay, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Bravo. Carrie's Astro Bright. <laughs> Brights? <laughs> this is not bright. This is dark. Carrie's <laughs> Astro Dark. I like that better. <laughs> All right, tell them to stay rotten. We'll let them go. Well, guys, this has been Carrie's Astro Bites. Um, I'm going to go now. <laughs> <laughs> stay rotten, stay rotten from my treehouse. Bye. Hey, listeners, want to choke me? <laughs> God damn it, Grim, that's not the lines we talked about. Uh, hey, listeners, want to actually learn something here? We'll get a load of Grimm's Poetry Shorts. Welcome back to Grimm's Poetry Shorts. I'm going to be reading to you a poem by Lord Byron, who I just found out is a complete fucking piece of shit and I hate him. Why does this keep happening to me? I will find a good one at some point. Is there any good people left? Uh, left? These are way past gone. These I'm just saying, these are like, like Lord Byron, all these people that I've been reading are prevalent people in history. So what the fuck? Why are they such pieces of shit? And why do people like them? Yeah. I didn't know. And why do people want to go back to the way things used to be when all of the great people from back then were the worst people Okay, this is She Walks in Beauty. And again, I hate this guy and hate everything about him. So, she walks in beauty like the night of cloudless climbs and starry skies and all the best of darks and bright meet in her aspect and her eyes thus mellowed to the tender light which heaven to gaudy day denies. Denies? Denies! (laughs) Gaudy day denies. Why did I say denies? Denies, you want some late breakfast? One shade the more, one ray the less, had half impaired the nameless grace, which waves in every raven tress, or slightly, oh, you know, I didn't read this before, so anyway, (laughs) or softly lightens o'er her face, where thoughts serenely sweet express, how pure, how dear their dwelling place, and on that cheek and o'er the brow, so soft, so calm, yet eloquent. The smiles that win, the tints that glow, but tell of days and goodness spent. A mind at peace with all below, a heart whose love is innocent. By Lord Byron, the piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's his actual title. That's his actual title. Why can't I fucking speak? God damn it! So I'm going to read this really quick. I'm going to try to anyway. Well, don't go too quick. we got to kill some time here. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do what I want. Okay. So, Lord Byron's real name was George Gordon Byron, which is fucking stupid. G.G. Byron. Yeah. G-G-B. And I think he was known as like the Sixth Baron or something like that. I don't know. 
was an English romantic poet born January 22nd, 1788 and died April 19th, 1824, or is that a 29? I don't know. You know, you can look it up. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Let me give you all the information. Just Google it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he Here, was... we'll help you guys. Hey, Google, who is Lord Byron? He's a piece of shit. <laughs> Thanks, Google. He was a terrible person. He was a pedo. He, like, was incest and, like, had he was a kid with his sister. Oh, God. Yeah. Look at Woody Allen and back yeah. in the day. <laughs> I keep seeing so many things on my Google about this guy and like different uh, audio. Of Lord Byron? No, of Woody Allen. Yeah, because Woody Allen like, synonymously oh my fucking God. married the girl that he uh, adopted. No, not just that. He was like a pedo. Yeah. Complete to his own kids. Yeah. What the but you know we need to fucking kill these people immediately pretty good films let's not advocate okay. killing anyone. killing i advocate killing no, no, yeah we don't. i do yes no, i do, we do i not, do we do not advocate. terrible people need to die uh, yeah but then you get into a whole what is terrible don't give a shit this don't give where, a shit this leads to witch trials i'm just saying <sighs> you're right sadly you're right <laughs> this once um he was known for being handsome even though he had a gimp leg that is very sad. He was a piece of shit, so I'm going to say that about him because he was a piece of shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> he himself were a piece of shit. <laughs> yes. So he gets all the bad remarks. Um, he was known in his time as talented, charismatic, a traveler, and uh, he dabbled in secret societies and was very sexually adventurous. And loved, sexually adventurous. Yes, he That's... loved both men and women and also treated them both terribly. Everyone he came <laughs> into contact with, he treated like shit eventually. Um, he also had a body image problems. If he you had didn't know. Leb. 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 He had to give Leb. Leb. And he treated his family like shit because, I mean, they treated him like shit first. But still. Um, he was also afraid that he'd go mad because his father was a drunk and was known as Mad Jack. So he thought he was going to turn out like his father. His father gambled away all his wife's money and then abandoned them while she was pregnant. And he died while Byron was three years old. But Byron sadly loved his father so much. Well, the thought of his father, he thought his dad was going to come back and save him. <laughs> Even though he's dead. But he left them poor and... Uh, Byron's mom gave birth to him in a motel all alone. She was so alone with a crying baby. <clears throat> what was it? Oh, yeah. But his mom's name was Catherine Gordon, and she was extremely cruel to Byron and would often have major mood swings. Like, one minute she would love the shit out of him, the next minute she was, like, making fun of his leg and stuff and, like, calling him fat. <laughs> but he would rebuttal and learn to be just as cruel through her by calling her fat because, you know, she was. He would rebutthole? Yeah, he would rebutthole his mom. <laughs> several times a day. I have a rebutthole <laughs> for you! But something that... Uh, she would call him all the time was lame brat or limping devil. The limping devil. Yes. So he's like Spring Hill Jack, basically. I have no idea what Lord you're talking Byron about. Lord Byron was Spring Hill Jack. And he wore special boots to hide his leg. I got special shoes. But he would fire back at her saying, you're as fat as a saw. Saw? Saw? I don't sowl. know. Saw. Like it's saw like What the fuck pig. is that? Oh, why didn't they just say pig? 
Well, Sowell anyway, he would foul, say like foul uh, is he blamed her for his leg because the whole time she was pregnant, she wore corsets. So it was like, Mom, it's your fault. I have a fucked up leg. in your corset. Yeah, because they're stupid. But they. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's stupid? The corset or his whole thing? Okay, his whole thing. His was whole thing stupid. was stupid. All of it. Okay. Everything right. about him was stupid. Gotcha. <laughs> but um, they were both poor and shut off from the world, and argued with each other constantly. And yet, they loved each other still. I don't know how or why. In 1791, Byron was three years old, and his dad died. And I just said that. Um, he, his dad died in France. <laughs> Not that that makes any difference. Gotcha. <laughs> but he passed, he passed. We don't know when Lord Byron died. we got to Google that. But we know that his dad died in France. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did all this in an hour. Leave me alone. <laughs> this is hard. Um, normally, I take more time on this, but, you know, I realized this guy was a piece of shit, and I was like, I just want to get this over with. I've already started. i got to finish. What are you doing? What are you fucking doing? Stop. Continue. Well, don't do that shit. Anyway, um, his dad passed all his debts onto his son, and in 1797, Mary Gray, a strict Calvinist who used religion to make herself look better than everybody and would drink and would beat Byron, actually started grooming him and sexually abusing him, and it was terrible. Why do you say it like <laughs> that? Why Don't be provocative about that information. I'm not. I just hate this guy. <laughs> I just hate this guy so much. Um, like, I was just imagining myself punching him in the face. <laughs> you were just now imagining that? That's yeah. metal. <laughs> like, while I'm talking. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, guy guys. I cut out for face. a second. I was punching Lord Byron in the face in my mind. <laughs> I was. I'm back. I'm back. Hello. Yeah. But, so all of this that was happening as he was younger caused him to be a terrible person and i hate what he went through but because he was such a terrible person i still want to punch him in the face right like because i don't again, i just don't feel bad for him we always stand by the the assessment that <clears throat> it may not be your fault but it definitely is your responsibility yes and uh he was too scared to tell anybody until like two years after and then she just i don't know disappeared from his life so he grew cruel towards all his lovers and on May 21st, 1798, Byron's great uncle, who was so villainous, they called him the Wicked Lord, died. And uh, But his uncle had outlived all of his inheritance to his fortune. So everything automatically went to Byron, even though this guy didn't give a shit about Byron. So Byron inherited everything. And one of that was the Newstead Abbey, which was in need of major repairs, but was very fucking awesome of like pretty much a castle. Okay. So, um, Byron fell in love with the place, and to make ends meet, he had to rent the half of the building out to a baron to pay off his family's debt. And, uh, it was still a major step up for him in life, but he also, at this time, fell for his cousin, Margaret Parker, who was gorgeous and enchanting, so he says. And, uh, it inspired Byron to write poetry for gorgeous the first time in his life. Enchanting youngster, I'm Sure. I, I don't know. I think at the time he was still pretty young himself. Okay. I don't know. So but, right you know, now, okay. he's, you know, incest is fuck. So, disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, incest is 
fuck, like by definition. Okay, 1801, he started classes at Haro, an elite boarding school, and Byron endured tons of bullying here because of his weight and his leg. And then he developed an eating disorder. Oh, and um, then he got all pretty. <laughs> yes, but for the rest of his life, his weight did fluctuate drastically from like obese to like malnourished as fuck. And then, yeah. Then he fell for this guy, John Edelstein, who was straight. He was a choir boy, and uh, he was like, no, fuck you. I don't want to be with you. And then, you know, this Byron got depressed. Very bad depressed. <laughs> um, but unlike Poe, this guy, anytime something happened, became more determined to be better and better. So he didn't, like, drink and, like, cry. He just like, well, I'm going to do what I fucking want. I'm rich. <clears throat> Poe didn't have the blah, funds blah, blah, to be blah, what he cry. wanted. Yes. So, um, he had to continuously pretend to be straight, uh, Byron did, because in this time, this was, like, against the law to be gay. So, that was sad. But in 1806, Byron had ran through all of his money and borrowed money from his estranged half-sister, Augusta, who he started having relationships with, too. And, uh, he published some poems in 1807 titled... Hours of idleness, and it failed, and everyone laughed at him and hacked his shit into bits and wrote bad things about him. But that, all the bad reviews that was being wrote about, uh, wrote about him, brought him lots of fame, and uh, that sparked him writing a whole bunch of new poems and books and everything. And it it pushed him into the limelight, and it didn't discourage him one bit. Again, unlike Poe, Poe would have yep. cried over somebody's grave. Yeah, he would have cried, but then turned it into like a publicity cue mm-hmm. too, because he was still like, he was depressed for attention as well. Yes. Um, in 1809, John Holdhouse, or I don't even know what the fuck I wrote, some Hobhouse, I don't know. And Byron departed for a tour around the Mediterranean, which was only for the wealthy. The wealthy was constantly touring at this time, and those were the tours only for the wealthy, extreme wealthy, and elite people. And uh, Byron wrote about it extensively. Like, his, the reason he wanted to go there was so he could meet underage boys and, like, <laughs> fall in love with them. He wanted to have lots of little flings with kids, and it, it fucking churns my fucking stomach. Anyway, um, this nasty fucking pedo. But he fell in love with lots of different kids, and, like, it's just fucking disgusting. So I ended that. I didn't want to read any more about that. So moving on. Uh, he loved being able to get away with what he was doing, and he wrote that he loved getting away with whoring and drinking. Because, you know, the wealthy could do whatever there. That's yeah. why they were taking those tours. And in Turkey, he got to get away with sodomy and smoking, and he wrote that. That was a quote. A uh, great show you can watch to get a good example of this. The best I've ever seen is a show called The Great that Grimm introduced me to. Yeah, that was... It's pretty accurate for i mean i guess their antics were pretty accurate mm-hmm. not anything in that was historically yeah, accurate. no though. historical yeah, accuracy no. but rich yeah. antics is spot on exactly like spoiled brat richness anyway and at the time there the people that were going through things uh the people they were going through things like uh it was uh the decay of the ottoman empire and they desired lots of liberation and so this was the greeks and albanians mostly Next page, Byron created a book called Child Herald's uh, Pilgrimage. It sounds fucking stupid, but it became a pillar of European romanticism, and it was supposedly ahead of its time. 
the child Harold's pilgrimage. I don't is... know if it was actually about kids though. Okay, I think it was just, just bad... child Harold's pilgrimage. <laughs> I know. Coming from him, this sounds terrible. <laughs> um in eighteen eleven he was away on some voyage, some rich kid shit. And he learned that his mom was dying, so he came back, but he didn't make it in time, and his mom went bleh. So he went in. She went bleh. And he went into isolation, and then after that, violent sex spree. And also, this included raping servants. Oh, that's super fun. So his friends came together after that and was like, you don't need to do that, and encouraged him to keep working on his book. So he did, instead of raping, and then finished it, (laughs) and then finished it, and released it. Yeah. And wow. he released it in 1812, and it was um, pretty much history's biggest, I don't know, like literary movement in the Regency era. And it sold out in three days. And so he pretty much said, and I quote, I awoke this morning and found myself famous. He actually fucking wrote that same fucking line. It's like it, you say it sold out in three days, but that like really does not equate to a lot because this was all like on printing press, so they could have had like... But he himself actually made bank on this. Yeah, but they could so have he, like a hundred copies and be like, "Well, they all sold out. It took us literally well, three months." In to America, print them that was the like you don't want to be a writer in America during this time. But right. in England, he was making bank. Okay. So gotcha. completely different. Well, I would. Yeah, it was completely different. Yeah. I didn't think it was at first, but I read into it. Anyway, so uh, it became Byron became pretty much. Famous overnight and was thrown into all of these awesome parties and the mixes. He was like on everybody's tongue, okay? Because he was a whore. He's on their tongue. (laughs) He's on their tongue, literally. Their tongues were on him. He was invited to all the elite parties and everything. And at this time, George III's reign was over and Britain was changing. And Byron was the embodiment of change that everyone seemed to crave. Even the royals were mad for Byron and... Everyone wrote him by the hundreds, even begging him. So many people were begging him for locks of his hair. He was that fucking famous that quick. That pisses me off. Yeah. He didn't deserve that shit. <coughs> they want locks of his hair. Mm-hmm. In 1812, Byron only had eyes for one, the Lady Carolyn Lamb. And they were great and kinky and scandalous, supposedly. Great and, and together, scandalous. they... Uh, they famously wrote so many fucking shit, but this woman wrote uh, that Byron was mad, bad, and dangerous to know, and that became a very popular quote. But um, also in 1812, uh, he became freaked out by her erratic behavior and broke up with her with a letter. They later ran at each other at a party, and Lamb smashed a glass and cut her arms all up, causing a big scene and destroying what was left of her social standing. <laughs> so he was like super toxic type. He was fucking yes, but she was also fuckery too. <laughs> she was very crazy. So like they deserved each other. Yeah, they fucked each other up and was constantly like ruining each other's sh- fucking shit all the time. They were fighting all the time. Anyway, Byron then got with his cousin Annabelle. I think her name <laughs> got was with his cousin. Got with his cousin Annabelle. You like that? Annabelle. <laughs> I like how you make the nastiest shit sound provocative. That's fucking really well, well, cho- a good choice of provocative. I don't like, know. I guess it's because I'm in a bad mood about this like, guy. He committed incest. But she was. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so provocative though. You'd be like, I didn't know I was like... doing that. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. 
I've been reading so much perverse shit, I think I've become one. <laughs> oh my god, take me to the hospital. <laughs> and you, Ed and Byron. It was your fault, Poe. <laughs> <laughs> it started with Alistair. Aliester. Alistair, yeah. I'm going to say Aliester. Yeah, that's wrong. Yeah, that, it started with that. And then I keep finding out worse shit about everybody. And I have to read about it. You're going to be like, the next one's going to be like a history of Louis Grizzard or some shit like that. Or I don't know who that is. Shell Stevenson. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shell Stevenson is where the sidewalk in. There's a light on in the attic. It was like a poem book. And Louis Grizzard is like country. Okay, okay, shit. okay. Anyway, anyway. So she was a high prominent mathematician and made her own money and was very good at what she was doing. She was known for her talent and her, I guess her brain anyway, but she wrote before they even got together that she's like, okay, well he wouldn't be with somebody like me because you know, I don't have the looks and I'm not this and that and I'm not sexy. It's pretty much what she was saying. I'm paraphrasing of course, but yeah, he sought her out and was like, Hey, marry me. And she was like, no. Anyway, see where was i um she ended up i think about a year later writing him again and was like okay you can ask me to marry you again i'm ready (laughs) (laughs) and so he did (laughs) but he did not like her quirkiness and she was very fucking smart and would always like send him mentally through the ringer yeah with her words without doing anything so he was trying to be super narcissist but she was like oh i'll fucking show you how to do that shit watch this shit but also Remember, she is a woman and he is a rich guy. Even though she has money of her own, like, no matter what, if they get married, he owns her. Also remember that the rich people tend to write their own history, too. That is true. And so him saying that she was this might just mean that Mm -hmm. he was a piece of shit. But that what was recorded was, she's driving me mad. She won't go and make me pancakes right now, and I don't understand what's happening. That's probably it, because most of what happened that was bad to her was when she was so pregnant she couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, exactly. So, anything else? So, look at the show The Great when he's like, why won't she bear me children? Fuck her. Let's murder her. Like, this woman is out of her fucking mind because she won't strip naked in front of all these people. Like, she's crazy. Yes. And because um, it was pretty much illegal to be gay, it was said that he married her to deflect any homosexual acts he was doing. We call that a mustache. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> we call that a mustache. You are so fucking dumb. <laughs> but yeah, in 1814, she had a change of heart and was like, hey, you can write me and be like, ask me to marry you again. He did. And in 1815, they got married. But... Byron hated her, like notoriously hated the fuck out of her so bad that on their wedding night, he was found wandering the streets and muttering to himself that he's going to blow his brains out. <laughs> like, he said that, literally, he's going to shoot like, his fucking brains out. On your, on your, uh, aunt, like, what do you call it when you're, after you get married and you go on a vacation on your wedding night? <laughs> That's yeah. what he resorts to. Yeah, and I don't exactly know what was happening from the point of their marriage to her being so far pregnant, but... Most of his complications with her came when she was really, really pregnant and couldn't do anything. So um, so here's my summation of what happened that night. They got married. He's like, okay, we're married now. I am going to do something horrible sexually to you because we're married. And she was like, no, the fuck you're not. And then he was like, I can't believe this woman. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kill myself. 
That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> I was choking. <laughs> anyway. anyway, she's super pregnant, and he is constantly at this time taunting her with and holding over her head that she can't do anything, and he's, like, involved with all these guys and trying to piss her off and uh, openly cheating on her with an actress while she's pregnant and, like, rubbing it in her face. Yeah, so, the exact opposite of what happened with Poe. Yes. <clears throat> so, at the time of her being pregnant, he gets with his sister and then, you know, is, like, rubbing it in her face, too. And, of course, he's still widely married. Well, it's widely known that he is married and sister, you know, little floozy doesn't give shit. He is so terrible to his pregnant wife that he made sure that she couldn't sleep at night, even uh, arguing, smashing things, shooting his gun while she's trying to sleep, just through the roof, through everything, just to make sure she is not happy. (laughs) (laughs) That is fucking terrible. So, um, she gave birth to their daughter, Ada Baron, or Byron, whoops. Two days later, and it was said, this is a rumor, I don't know if this is true, I couldn't find anything to back this up, but it was said that he went in there like two days after she gave birth and sodomized her, and that's when she got her daughter and fled, completely escaped him. But it is true that she did two days after get her daughter and flee, yeah, got the fuck out of there. And uh, because of her and his first uh, affair, the crazy fucking bitch that tried to kill herself or whatever, uh, rumor spread about Byron and his abuse and incest and homosexual affairs, and it pretty much ruined his darling social status. But uh, during this time in England, there were a crap ton of police raiding, and there was targeting gay men, and those that were caught were typically hanged for sodomy. The wealthy couldn't escape this either. And in April 25th, 1816, he was labeled a target in the entire continent. He was a big target. So he fled. He left the whole place. So he went from being the most sought after to being the most sought after for a completely different reason. Yes. uh, (laughs) He went to a few places, but he wound up in Switzerland. Mm. So uh, he also took his personal physician, Rylander, or Rylandori, I think is his name whichever, his pet monkey and his peacock. So he went in style. <laughs> so he's got like a monkey riding a peacock and then a butler like carrying all his luggage. Onward, noble steed! <laughs> and the monkey's like gripping the peacock neck like... <laughs> That's exactly what's happening. You're so stupid. <laughs> um, but he never got to see England again. So, uh, unlike Edgar Allan Poe, Byron was determined to work harder than ever and moved to, uh, he completely moved to Switzerland at this time. But uh, one of his young lovers, Claire Claremont, and his, and her stepsister, Mary Godwin, and her fiancé, so Mary Godwin's fiancé, all moved to Switzerland as well because they were all friends. They were all social, elitist friends, Okay. And one night, it was storming, and they decided to all tell a bunch of ghost stories and, like, creepy stories. And I keep losing my fucking place. i got to keep my finger on it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, they all were all telling ghost stories and had invited Percy Shelley over. And they stayed up real late, passing all these stories together. And this led to Mary Shelley writing Frankenstein and Percy creating the modern vampire novel. 
and they all inspired each other and many more works. But that changed when Byron had to ruin that by seducing Claire Claremont, knocking her up, and then getting bored of her. He then moved, uh, made her move back to England, where she gave birth to their daughter, Clara Allegra Byron. And this is very fucking sad, and this got him a big black mark in history, and even in both continents. Uh, Byron wrote to the poor mom, she was very fucking poor at this time, and was like promising the daughter a rich, bright future. And so once he received the child, he ended up giving the kid away, and each time he, he gave the kid away like three or four times, and each time they gave the kid back because, you know, she wasn't very fun eventually to be around because she was losing all of her chi uh, childlike happiness, and they wanted a bright, happy child. So he sent her to a Roman Catholic covenant where she died at age five. And the whole time she was in the covenant, I say covenant, the convent, sorry, she was having everybody write letters to her mom and dad, which her mom never received it, but trying to get her dad just to come visit her because she still in her mind was a kid and wanted her parents. But Byron never allowed her mother, which tried very hard on so many instances, to come see the daughter. So nobody was seeing the kid, and the kid died. I think the kid died of loneliness, honestly. <laughs> is that a thing? I think, yeah, I think with a young kid like that, I think it is possible hmm. to make yourself that sick because of loneliness. That's interesting because we were talking about the difference between animal children and human children. Yes. Well, if there's birds and other animals that can, of course, it's mostly when they're sick, decide and to commit suicide, then I think children can do the same thing, too. Hmm. Interesting. Very but, um, yeah, it was very sad. She, Allegra actually was smart enough to write her own letter and had written many letters trying to convince her dad to come see her at five. Damn. And they were well written. Uh, you can tell she wasn't getting any love if all she's got is to learn. But um, then Byron published uh, something called Dwan Han, Han or something. Maybe I'm butchering it. Hopefully not. Don Juan. Don Juan. Yes. You can read my shit. Yes. Well, I just know that Don Juan DeMarco is oh. the lover guy. Don Juan, anytime that became famous because anytime someone was, oh, he's a Don Juan, mm. it's like basically like meaning you are the. I've never heard that. Yeah. Anyway, Don this... Juan DeMarco is a famous, if I'm not mistaken, is a play about a player that mm -hmm. is like the best lover in the world and he's moving from person to person to person and everybody's just falling madly in love with him. He's Don Juan DeMarco. Sometimes, more than others, you're really fucking hot. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Stick with the script. But this was drenched in sex and scandal and was extremely dark. But this was so scandalous that the publisher refused to put his name on it. Um, Byron then turned his focus on the revolution. So in 1820, he began having an affair with a beautiful Italian countess, while writing successful poetry. And this countess and her brother had uh, their toes deep in pretty much war. They wanted war because they wanted their, they wanted Italy to be much better than it was. So um, they were a part of the secret Carbonari societies. And many were joined in different uprising against the Austrian rule. 
and Byron Joyce joins Italy's fight for freedom and unification. Wait, uh, can I stop you about a little Don Juan fact I just found? Yes. Okay, so Don Juan, DeMarco that I said, that's a movie with, um, um, oh my gosh, uh, Captain Jack, whatever his name is. Uh, Sparrow? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, that guy that, what's his name? I, he just blanked my mind. Johnny Depp. Okay. That Johnny Depp played Don Juan DeMarco in the movie. But okay. the, the book written Don Juan has actually been written by a bunch of uh-huh. different people. And it's Don Giovanni. Uh, and there are different versions of the outcome of his death. He's not... It, like Today we know that Don Juan is a fictional character, but there are some writers that have wanted to see this character reference to different living people like uh, Jacob DeGratis, but whatever. The thing is, is that either A, Byron wrote the first one and everybody else took that character, or he jumped on the Don Juan train and wrote another Don Juan book. Well, if he's writing that, I'm pretty sure there were others that were already writing stuff like that. Anyway, but, I mean, something's inspiring. I know it comes from one thing, but if he's going to this and being a big part of it, he was probably inspired by other people. Yeah, and the... Basically, I guess it was just like an umbrella term because Don Juan, also known as Don Giovanni, is a legendary fictional Spanish li- uh, libertar- uh, libertine. Okay. Libertine? Libertine? I, I don't know. I, don't, I have never <laughs> seen Who that devoted word. his life to seducing women. That was like mm. his whole entire purpose in life was to seduce women. Wow. Okay, well, I can see how it's so scandalous. Scandalous! For its time. <laughs> anyway, um, so Byron had joined different forces that were pushed back, and he and the Countess had to flee. And in 1821, he used 10,000 pounds of his own money to improve the Greek Navy. <laughs> After this, he actually had, I think about... Five different paintings, one of them being major and actually surviving of himself in military gear. Like, he was fighting even though he had never seen war in his life. Hmm. So, he was being a poser, but he actually did try to take action. So, I I guess he wasn't, but he was. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) He was. So, August 1823, he set sail for the heart of the war. But he he was already kind of close to death, so he never really made it. But he was also distracted because he fell in love with another straight guy who refused him. So, you know, that seemed to happen to him a lot. But uh, later on, you know, passing all this other stuff that I didn't feel like reading, he died of fever or something, I think. And <laughs> his last words were, I want to sleep now. Damn it. The, end. Always, the last words of anybody is the worst. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we learned uh, that his father died in France. And his father was known as Mad Jack. Mad Jack. Mad Jack. <laughs> so, and his uncle was so terrible, he was known as the Wicked Lord. So there you go, guys. There's uh, uh, Lord Byron. Maybe there, you learned something. For you. Maybe, you know, another piece of shit pedo. This is literally about I to want to find like a good one. I'm going to, next time is a woman. Exposing next time, no. Shorts. Next time is a woman, and it's going to be a good one. I know it is. Because most <laughs> of the right, women guys. are good. There you go. You got a promise. We will see you in the next episode. See you there. Um, this was Grimm's Poetry Shorts. Yeah, and this is probably going to be the end of the podcast. So, <laughs> so as we always say, Carrie, come come over to the mic and tell the people goodbye. She's waving with her feet. She's been... <laughs> go!
Goodbye! There you go. Perfect. Stay rotten, guys. Stay rotten.